Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Let's do this one more time. Sean Dutra, Josue Pavone, two-man crew, College HP Podcast. Welcome into a brand new episode, the start of the regular season. We preview the Eastern Conference. Now it's time to take things out to the West and preview uh, the top eight teams that we think are going to make uh, the playoffs to represent the Western Conference. Also, of course, it's a brand new season, Sean. You know what that means, right? What do we got today? What are we going to debut? Regular season debut. <laughs> Sean Dutra's looking ahead. We'll get a look at the uh, very first uh, stretch of games for this Boston Celtics team, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll get into it later. We'll talk about all that good stuff that we got into last episode about just how difficult it's going to be. We'll see what Sean has to say and whatever he comes up with here. But now we got a we got a new list, right, Sean? I mean, this isn't as interesting as the Eastern Conference, but there are some teams in there in the mix that I feel like uh, could be slept on this year, right? I mean, it's almost, and I don't know if this is ever going to play out this way, but I do think that for the first time in a very long time, could the Eastern Conference be more deeper than the Western Conference? I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, see, I, I'm just, you know, I, obviously, I don't, you still got the NBA defending champion in the Western Conference, but still, I mean... I would take the top five over the top five of the West, and we'll get into that, what that looks like. But damn, bro. I almost feel like the Eastern Conference has more of the youth. And yes. the West is more like veteran, you know, polished players, uh, yeah. superstars, rather. They're mostly in the West, whereas the East is more younger. And, you know, of course, now there's... if you, When you combine the last two off-seasons, of course, you've got a handful of all-stars that have switched over to the Eastern Conference. But, I mean, for the most part, I feel like... The Eastern Conference is more on the up and up. I think there's been a lot of like, uh, uh, there's been a lot more interconference moving with the East, like Kemba coming to the Celtics, um, you know, Kyrie staying and bouncing around the Eastern Conference. I think that's happened, and also, also you're right, the youth movement. But then again, you can't can't forget that you know Kevin Durant, one of the best players in the NBA, moved to the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. uh, Russell Westbrook, one of the best players in the Western Conference for years. Now in the East, like it's not, it's not just a youth movement like I think it always was. So I think we're actually seeing the tides turn, which uh, you know, when, <laughs> that it's just it's just gonna make for a more interesting season for the Boston Celtics. So, but let's 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 dive in. So I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Let's go. Let's do. Uh, let's do what we did last time with the uh, the, the the bottom three, I guess. Bottom, bottom three. The bottom feeders. The bottom feeders. Well. <laughs> The bottom feeders of the of the of the playoffs, I should say. Yeah, the bottom feeders of the playoffs. All right. Tell me, tell right. give me, give me your bottom feeders, kid. All right, dude. Your fucking uh, bottom feeders. Okay. So the ones that are fucking feeding the bottom, kid. <laughs> Wait, the fucking ones on the top, dude. Or? 
Which one? Do we, which one are we doing? <laughs> number eight. Number eight. I'm going to go with. Now this this is tough, man. The 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 eight seed was was no joke. But I'm gonna go with the. Uh, can I do an eight A and eight B for good old times sake or what? I'll let no, you. I'll, I'll let you put one, maybe one sleeper team. Because yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you though. I, I ran into the same thing. I mean, it's kind of hard to sort of divvy up the, uh, the the bottom half because there's a, a lot of talent down there. Well, here's the thing. Eastern, so Eastern Conference has a better has a better one through five. But if you're talking one through ten, oh, well, that's a different story. Yeah, that's, that's a different see, story, see right? that's the reason people. Some people want to see you know the the top sixteen as opposed sure. to the top eight of each conference. Sure, but I, uh, yeah, I still think the the East is pretty stacked one through one through eight. Yeah, but, yeah. See, that's the thing. Like uh, now, like after the last two off seasons, I feel like it's sort of the 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 balance of power is sort of evened out a bit. So, yeah, I hear that. So number eight, I'm going to stick with this. I'm going to go with the Portland Trailblazers at number eight. Uh, Dame Lillard show. I just think that they keep running it back. Uh, you know, and there's nothing. Really exciting going on outside of Dame and CJ, and I just don't know how long that can last. I mean, for the for the unless, do you see any major improvement from the Bubble Blazers? Major, no. And honestly, I don't even have them in my playoff picture. They're, they're one of those teams that just got squeezed out here. I mean, what yeah. what happened with Chris Paul, and I'm sure you'll get to him soon. You know, that sort of changed things. And then what's happening in New Orleans? I mean, these guys are getting better and better. So I just feel like as these teams are, are making these strides, the Trailblazers have gotten better, uh, you know, year by year, little by little. But these strides, they, they've, I think they've, they've been leapfrogged at this point, right? I mean, you got teams now that are that are catching up. And then again, it sort of goes back to um, the youth movement, I guess, with Lonzo Ball, but then also Zion Williamson, and then. What happened with Ingram? That was a humongous yeah. leap. I mean, what happened last year was very significant for the for the New Orleans uh, Pelicans. Whereas, you know, Damian's still doing his thing, CJ's still doing his, but they don't really have that third guy or at least someone come you know on the up and up that that's ready to take that lead or, or take the mantle and, and and guide that team. I think that I I I still put the Blazers slightly over the Pelicans to make the playoffs this year, just because purely because of Dame Lillard. Like that's the only reason, but. You know, obviously, if they get a, a, an actual healthy Zion for the full season and he can play, um, you know, Ingram takes another step forward. Maybe I would flip flop these teams, but uh, right now, the way I look at it, I do have the Trailblazers sitting at eight, and the Pelicans just going to be just one year away, man. Like they're there, yeah, yeah. but they're just you know, and also I don't know. We really have to see Zion for a full season. You know what I mean? Right. And maybe they made your maybe they made your list, so we can talk about it then. But uh, I'm going to stick with the the Trailblazers by default because they have an MVP candidate in Dane Lillard. Uh, so I'm going to keep them in right. number eight. That's fair. Number seven, I have our Phoenix Suns making the playoffs. What? <laughs> yep, that playoffs what? back back in the desert. Look at that, man. Look at that. I never would have... I think I picked them like a couple of years ago to make the eighth seed, and everyone laughed. And that was a horrible pick. But now it's like... Now, now oh, it's what, like, did they draft uh, Marquise Chris that year or something? What, I, what I, you... pre- pretty sure. Pretty sure that was the Chris year. Yeah. Uh, You're like, really no, bro. Sure. It was the Josh Jackson year. Come on, man. I really saw some big things. You yeah, got two but, top, top picks. Top what? Top eight picks. Top eight picks. Yep. 16 was Bender. Uh, 17, 17 was, was, was Josh, Jackson. Josh Jackson at number four. And yes. But some so, fans don't want to talk about that anymore, right? No, some fans don't want to talk about that. That's in the past. They got Booker. They got Aiden. They got, uh, they got Chris Paul. Uh, and they got pieces. I really like the, the guy from Villanova. I still don't know his name exactly yet. What's his name? <laughs> he plays, plays 3 and D. I like him. I remember him on the Villanova teams. What's his, what's his, uh, Bridges. Bridges. Bridges, yeah. Kale Bridges. Mikhail. That's right. Mikhail Bridges. That's who it is. I like him as a player. Yo, that dude's been a rookie for a while, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you yeah, missed the, someone they just drafted. No, the rookie from Villanova, bro. The kid, the kid who just won the national championship last year, right? <laughs> it's like three uh, years ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> almost three years ago. I know. I 
can't keep. Once they go out to Phoenix, it's like a fucking time warp, bro. How old is eight? How old is Devin Booker? I feel like he's been in the league for like seventeen years, bro. And he's like twenty three. Yeah, over the summer. Oh. Uh, no, not even. It's like a couple months ago. Remember, I put together that like Suns article, and I was like, Yo, yeah, when's the last time I wrote about the Suns? Like, I can't even remember because they hadn't played the Celtics in you know months, and I'm like. Man, like these guys don't get a whole lot of news. Like if this Chris Paul thing happens, they're gonna be in the news all the time. They're gonna be on on national TV more often. So I'm I'm, I'm excited for them. I mean, obviously this isn't going to I don't I don't know if they'll win a playoff series or anything, but this is a stride in the right direction, and uh, it, it keeps Devin Booker uh, not distracted and looking elsewhere, or at least thinking down the road. Man, am I ever gonna see the playoffs? Yo, how are you gonna forget your boy Jay? You, they picked up Jay too. Ah, oh, Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder, bro. I forgot. You wanted to, you wanted us to draft him so damn badly because you maybe, think you think he's gonna do so well in Phoenix. Maybe that's why I uh, maybe that's why I blocked it out because I really thought he could should have joined the Celtics and the, and the Celtics are still silly for not going after him. So, uh, but yeah, I think the Phoenix Suns will make a nice little nice little bump uh, into the playoff picture. I, I think that what they've done in the offseason has been much better than what I've seen from the Trailblazers. So there you go. They make the- yeah, I agree with that. All right, so who's, who's, your, who's your third? Who's your third? I, I want to see how how, uh, how long it takes you to, to say your favorite team out west. Or at least your favorite player, maybe. Or both. The sixth the six seed? Yeah. Sixth seed, I have the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz wow. will be the sixth seed this year. They will be in the sixth seed. Why are you disrespecting them like that? All right, well, I disrespect them for a couple of reasons. First and foremost being... Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I forgot. The uh, the guy that you say Ruined. should be kicked out of the league. He should be banned from the league. I still stand by that. And instead, Utah gives them $200 million. <laughs> they got no choice, bro. Out of that $200 million, he should be fined $199 million. They got no choice. Let's face it. Mike Conley's not getting any younger. Uh, the Denver Nuggets are catching up like crazy. I mean, this is sort of it. Yeah. They, they when they made no. that deal with Mike Conley and like, well, when I say this is sort of it, it's like this next two years they think they have a legit shot to get to the finals. So this is like, you know, it's like you might as well lock him in, you know, prolong this as long as you can. And then I, I guess once Mike Conley is towards the end, you you just sort of try to rebuild on the fly. But well, I, mean, I I think that the the team the way it's built right now has a lot of flaws. Uh, and it's all, all up to Donovan Mitchell and what he's going to be able to put put in. And I, I love Donovan Mitchell, and it's one of the reasons why this team is a sixth seed in the West. I mean, th- there's, that's still good. It's you know, uh, it, they, and they still I think they have a chance to make some noise in the playoffs. I just don't see, you know, over the course of the regular season, how first off Donovan Mitchell hates Rudy Gobert. How does that play out? Rudy Gobert just got the bank. Uh, you know, Donovan's, Donovan's locked in, but hey, how long does that, how long does that stay sort of a friendly situation? If yeah. they both, if you know, the you know what, are true, you know what doesn't help either? Uh, blowing a 3-1 lead, that doesn't help. Yeah, you know, yeah. the whole bubble performance, uh, and, and, I don't know, Rudy Gobert's sort of lack of being able to, he, he got absolutely dominated by Jokic in those last couple of games, right? Right. I mean... Uh, so it is. I, yeah. I think well, Jokic was playing out of his mind, but yeah, that's fair. Still, still. Yeah. But I think you sort of see the separation, right? They're not. They're still in the middle of the pack in the Western Conference, and the way things are going to play out this year with these, uh, the, the next two teams we're going to name are going to be ascending teams. Like they're they're they don't stack up as well as they did last year. So uh, yeah, that's where that's where I put Utah at number six. All right. All right. Fair enough. So for me, and plus I hate their coach's hair, bro. Quinn Snyder's hair always bugs. Oh well, yeah, that's a big thing too. I mean, who, who, you have to mention that every time, you know. It's a big you know what? One, you know what? One thing I got to talk about today when we talk about the Celtics is something that's been on my mind lately. But go ahead, get, we'll, we'll get back into that lately. But yeah, Quinn Snyder's hair needs to go. Go ahead. No, good tease, great tease. Nice. All right, number eight. I have the New Orleans Pelicans. I, I'm going to give them the edge, Sean. I got Portland sitting out because of uh, because okay. of New Orleans. I'm giving them the edge. Uh, a couple of reasons. Um, of course, this is barring a, let's say, I don't know, 80%, let's say, best case scenario, uh, uh, you know, Zion 
plays 80% of the season, let's say. And, and most of that is just because they're just being precautious, you know, second night of back-to-back, that sort of thing. I think this is what you get. I think this is the end result. Um, I, I, I think he gets a, a, a bit better here. He gets, he uh, settles in more, playing his first full season. Uh, I think the bubble in last year, for a couple of reasons, he never really got that stride. But I think this is his best chance to do it, especially out of the gate. And I think that's going to bode well for the for the Pelicans and, and the team as a whole. I mean, JJ's still there. Uh, Josh Hart, I, I think, is, is is not bad. He can get a little better. They did pick up Eric Bledsoe, who I just don't really care for whatsoever. So that's, you know, take that as yeah, what you want. That's a, that's a negative. They, they, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, a, that's a negative. <laughs> that's the reason why they, they, they might not make the playoffs. But um, Seriously. Jackson Hayes, I, you know, we talked a little bit about Brandon Ingram. Uh, man, this... I got to hand it to him, man. I'll be the first one to admit it. I did not see that coming, and I was talking so much smack about the Lakers uh, not getting uh, at least one more piece out of that trade. I was like, man, I don't know about Ingram, you know, Kuzma or somebody else. They could have got at least one more piece, you know, to force the issue uh, to, to go with to go with Lonzo Ball. But no, they 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 did all right. They they're okay with Brandon Ingram, and 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 I like I I like what that team's got going so far. So I got them making the playoffs. Um, and the NBA would love that, by the way, too. Let's be honest. That's going to be... Uh, people will tune in to see Zion get knocked out of the first round. Uh, number seven, just like you, I got the Phoenix Suns. Um, okay. I think Chris Paul is is good enough, the Hall of Fame point guard, good enough to get that team into the playoffs comfortably. Um, you know, maybe there, maybe there's a, a, a team on the outside looking in. It's only a few games back. But I do think for the most part, the Phoenix Suns will look like, uh, at least look like a playoff team. Uh, they're going to... They're going to lose a handful of games, of course, to, to the top-notch teams in the West. But I, I like their chances with Chris Paul running the ship. And at number six, I got your Dallas Mavericks. Your Dallas Mavericks. Um, Hello? I'll tell you this, man. From six, <laughs> it's from six to, like, four, Stuff. you could just shuffle any of those teams. And I, I, I wouldn't be shocked, you know. I, I just don't think it's that much of a difference. I mean, we'll get, we'll get into uh, how we both feel about the Golden State Warriors. But... Um, yeah, that's where I have them. I have the Dallas Mavericks at, at at number six, just sort of the odd man out out of those uh, out of those teams, those three or four teams sandwiched in between. How dare you disrespect Luca? Yo, like this, yo, bro. yo. First of all, there's more people First on that team. All. all right, they need they need, <laughs> they need they need other people to step up here. Second of all. They're talking about uh, the first week of January, but we don't know if Porzingis is going to be right back. You know, they could take their time with Porzingis. Uh, those first two to three weeks, that can make a difference. You know how I feel about the first two or three weeks for the Celtics, so uh, we'll see. Yeah, uh, we, uh, well, I think you're completely, you know, wrong on this. But, I mean, it's okay, bro. You, you can't be right on everything. You know what? I mean, you know what? Porzingis might be back, you know, the very first day or the first game of January. He's looking pretty good, they're saying, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, and with the way they sort of, I think the pieces that they added makes that team, fits that team a lot better than when those pieces were before. Um, you know, I, Josh Richardson's down there now, and I think he's going to be not asked to be the only person on the team to shoot. He can sort of <laughs> get back to what he does he does well. Yeah, that didn't work well in Philly. Uh, yeah. It, it didn't work very well, and I also think that they're gonna they're gonna miss Seth Curry. They are gonna miss Seth Curry. He was a big part of that team, but they're built on length. They're built on uh, well, Luka, one of the one of the me. biggest stars of yeah <laughs> that guy. Yeah, and and you know I think they put pieces around them that sort of make like yeah, like uh, just makes it a little bit. They're a little bit of a tougher team than they were last year. Yeah, like, but you, this I, is this is my this is my biggest thing though with with uh, with the with the shooter uh, Hardaway Hardaway Junior. Is yeah. he ever going to not be streaky? I mean, last year no. he improved. Uh, at least he was a legitimate forty uh, percent shooter. But how many how many years does that fluctuate? Right. I mean, one year he's shooting like forty five percent. The next year he's shooting thirty eight. The following year he's shooting. Uh, you know, over forty. The next year, he's shooting under. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I, I think if he was just, if he could find some consistency out of him, and it looks like last year was is probably the best out of the last three or four years, um, shooting wise. So I, at least he's trending in the right direction. He is twenty seven, so it's not like he's on the older side. But uh, I, I just think if you find some some consistency from that guy, I, I think man, that that could really go a long way. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, but I also think that you know. Most of this was Luca last year, but you can't, you can't 
you know, take away from the fact that, you know, Steven Silas, the head coach of the Rockets now, was able to get a lot out of these guys and putting them in the right positions. He, he was their offensive guru on that team. Yeah. You know, and will that be missed? I don't know. Uh, I don't think as much as, you know, I don't, I think the Mavericks will miss him more than the Rockets will benefit from him. But, I mm. mean, uh, <laughs> it's I, fucked up. I, 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 see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up, but it's great, true. Yeah. He's probably a great assistant coach. That's all I'm trying to say. Like, I just don't know if he's going to be a good head coach. But, um, they have they have pieces, man. They have pieces. I don't. I don't, I don't think that. Uh, but it's not. It's it, the Mavericks are very deceiving on paper because when you watch, look at them on paper, you're like, who the hell is going to come? What even is starting lineup after Luca and Porzingis? But it seems to mesh, and Luca's great at getting role players into better positions. I mean, we shouldn't know who Maxi Kleber is. We shouldn't know who Dorian Finney Smith is, but we know these players that mm-hmm. they contribute on night in night out basis. And uh, Tyler Bay, their draft pick, I don't think he, I think he's, he was, he probably dropped just because of, uh, um, because there was no NCAA tournament. So we'll see. I, I, for selfish reasons, I sort of hope he doesn't pan out as well because I wanted the Southern to grab him. I liked him better than Neesmith. I was big on Bay, so we'll see. Yeah, so that's, uh, but hey, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, with Tyler Bay, but he, I mean, honestly, he's a project. It is what it is. But still, uh, the Mavericks have have enough, I think. So, I mean, I think six is a ridiculous spot. That's what I was, the long way of saying six is a ridiculous spot. <laughs> that, oh, that, that, that's where you're getting at? I got you. That's what I was getting at. Uh, okay, great. I can start with my top five. Six. I already, I already gave six. Five. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I fucking said. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead, bro. Hurry up, man. All right. Number five. I got the Golden State Warriors. Boo. The Golden State Warriors. The end New World Order is back. Now, they're missing it's not it's not the X Pack. The X Pack is not in there anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're missing a member, man. Yeah. But you know, you got Hollywood Hogan back at it, bro. You got screen Diesel, turns black and white. Diesel's still there. <laughs> or Kevin Nash, as he liked to go by in those days. Uh, oh, Razor Ramon? Or what's, what did he go by then? I'm like a 90s. I'm like a... Attitude I'm era a, guy, for sure. Yeah, I'm a 90s. WWF guy. When these guys went over to WCW and went by the regular name, I was fucking lost, bro. I was like, that's, that's Razor Ramon. And they're like, no, that's, uh, Scott something. And I was like, no. Scott Hall. Scott Hall. That's, no, that's Razor Ramon, bro. Like, where's his toothpick? Like, he doesn't do that anymore. Like, what, that was copyrighted by a WWF too? Damn. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, bro. So it is what it is. Hey, get that fucking toothpick out your mouth, bro. No, we don't, don't even think about the toothpick. It's got a little piece of hair curling down. Cut it off. That's all. You get a fucking. You get a. You'll get served tomorrow morning. I promise. Yeah. All right, but the Warriors are back, bro. Now, obviously, they don't have Clay Thompson, so that's going to crush them. Uh, with shooting for like that top four, top three seed that I think I would have projected them in if they were fully healthy. Uh, but you still got Clay. You still got Steph. You still got Draymond. You still got. Um, you know. Andrew Wiggins is going to make a – he'll be, I think, fit a little bit better on this team uh, now since Clay isn't going to get minutes. So we'll we'll, we'll see. And Oubre is not a bad player, bro. He's not a bad role player. And if that's what they're relying him on to be uh, – relying him to be as a role player, not like in Phoenix where they were like, hey, you're our, you know, second most consistent player. Uh, I think I think he'll <laughs> – I think he'll come. I think he'll come up big for those for those teams. So, yeah, I'm 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 in. I'm back in on the Warriors. I'm back in, and I'd, I'd have him ranked higher if Clay was still, uh, if Clay was able to play this season. But you know, poor one out for the homie Clay. Yeah, man, it's too bad. I'm with you it though. I agree with you. Uh, number four, I don't have to say another word about this team because I just waxed poetically about it, calling how stupid your selection was of them at number six, but. I got, I got uh, my Dallas Mavericks. Sean Dutra's Dallas Mavericks. Way too high. Number four, home seed. Taking on the Warriors. Talk about an interesting 
first round series, huh? Yeah, well, that, that's gonna be if that happens in the first round, that would be great. Better hope uh, uh, Stacy Keebler balls out that year, that game. Uh, you say Stacy? Ke- <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you just said? I wanted to see if you noticed. <laughs> I almost did it. <laughs> to keep the WWF references, keep you know, keep going. There you go. There you go. Who is Doris Finney Smith in this whole situation? Is he like, uh, you know, he's he, uh, no, but you know, Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is like when Macho Man Randy Savage was in NWO two for like a minute, for like for like a week or two. Yeah. 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 Then you can always and Steve Kerr could be Dennis Robin. There you go. That's the, that's the new world order, bro. There you go. Uh, yeah, the Wolf Pack. Remember they went by that shit too. Fucking weird. Weird memories, bro. I don't know. Uh, where the fuck was I? Number four, Mavericks. Mavericks are coming in at number four, and I, I, I think I don't have to say anything else about that. Number three. I'm going to go with Los Angeles Clippers. Taking the Clippers at number three. Really? They, yeah, I'm taking. The you're not. You're not, you're not. You're not trusting Ty Lue to come in there and you know keep things going. Nope. I think they lost a lot with Doc, and I think they also they also are going to feel the Montrez Harrell loss. Yeah, he's already talking smack. Oh, and like, and like. It, yes, that can fuel the team. So, so I guess they, they could be number three, or they could be the best team in the NBA this year. Right? I, I think it all because they still have one of the most dynamic duos in Kawhi and Paul George in the league. Now, do I trust the rest of that squad, which you know really takes a drop off when you look at like. The role players they they had they added those two to the role players that were there before. The team doesn't look exactly the same. It's not that scary. Like, yeah, it's not as scary as it was last year. Um, so and also, you know, they put a lot of money into Marcus Morris. Yeah, I mean, des- when you lost is that desperation. Yeah, well, yeah, of course, someone has to yeah. get that money. You lost Trez, you know. Uh, um, saying, he was looking elsewhere. It was like, man, we can't lose Trez and Morris. We gotta grab one of these guys. And, and then, and then, and then they give they give Kennard the bag because they had nothing else to do with the money. I'm telling you. And then, and then Trez, that's what Trez laughed about on uh, on social media. He clowned him. I know, I know, and I'm, I, I mean, Luke Kennard better come out and and I mean, I don't know the next fucking thing about Luke Kennard. I don't know anything about this motherfucker. Maybe he played in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, the, he's just sort I, of I think, give give the Celtics some. He did, fits. he did, he yeah. did. He gave the Celtics some fits, but like, I don't, I, like, I don't know, I, other than him playing well against the Celtics, I don't know anything about it. I'm not really high on the Serge Ibaka move. I almost think that Serge is, I mean, he's getting up there. We'll nah. see what he's got left in the tank. I like that move. But, okay, well, uh, I'm just saying, you you know, you subtract Doc and Montrezl Harrell, you add Serge Ibaka, Luke Kennard, and you have Nick Batum, which for some reason he's he was getting run in preseason. I'm like, how is this guy on the Charlotte Hornets? Never played a friggin' minute, but he goes to L.A. and now he's getting run. If Nick <laughs> Batum isn't, you know, a corpse himself, which, by the way, he looked really fat in his first... I don't know if you picked that up, but he looked fat. Like, he hasn't played in a while, which probably makes sense because he fucking hasn't. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. But I... I uh, eh. I'm I'm a little bit lower than I than I think a lot of other people are on the Clippers this year, and, and I don't trust Ty Lue, bro, as a coach. No. This episode of the Causeway Street Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. You can get in on the action right now. The season opening bonuses is the best way to start you off. Wagering on win, division, and championship futures today. Head to BetOnline.ag and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. That's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. They had a much easier path than they should have had. That's how I'll put it. I mean, Houston was a sh- was was supposed to challenge them, and they friggin' shit the bed in words, tell themselves so much so they had to trade Russell Westbrook to South Then they're gonna trade with James. <laughs> it's a it's a mess. Bro. Yeah, it's it got so bad that they fucking they fired dude on the plane, bro, on the way home. On the plane, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that was how bad it was. 
<laughs> with the players and shit. The players got that, that awkward like silence. I can't imagine, bro. <laughs> that team took one look at LeBron James on the other bench and said, "You know what, bro? Let's just pack it up. Let's fuck it. I know we can't leave early, but let's come on. Let's wrap it. Come on." Uh, I really so they didn't get challenged there. Then you avoid the Clippers, who say what you want about them. In the bubble, if that matchup had happened without the bubble and just the way the season was trending, the Clippers in the regular season, right before the shutdown, were just turning it on and finding their own. And if that team had had elevated, I don't even think you're talking about a Lakers championship. I think the Clippers would have knocked them off in the in the Western Conference Finals. But that team gets eliminated by the that Tulane team collapsed again against the the Nuggets. So. It was an easier ride, and I think the Nuggets were just one team, one year away from from where you know of really being a, a focal point of the Western Conference. And then, of course, you know what happens in the East. You know the the Miami Heat make a nice little run, and then boom, injuries. Bam's out. The guy that brought them through the entire play, Bam's out. So we all know that happened. I'm just saying. Yo, Bam, Bam was hurt, and Dragic, and those two, and those Dragic, guys still yes. won two by the will of, of 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 Jimmy Butler. Those guys still won two games. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it, they won the championship, give them their dues, whatever you want to say. Like, I get it. Like, sure, if you add Jimmy they, right now, he still says, you know, those two are both healthy the entire series. Could, things could have been win. different. Things could have been different, yeah. I mean, we picked the Heat. Uh, yeah, we did. Or we at least pushed it to seven, I think. But uh, I think we I thought they would, yeah. Oh, in the end, that's what we said, yeah. Oh, they'll yeah. at least make it seven. Yeah, but, um, so, at the, at the end of the day, that team is being like saying, oh, a championship team reloaded like this. That team had a lot of flaws. And did they address the flaws? Yeah. Uh, are we going to get the same LeBron this year that we saw last year focused in the bubble, no distractions? I don't know. Is Anthony Davis going to be able to stay as healthy as he was throughout the playoff run last year? He hasn't in the past. There's just, there's, this team isn't invincible. This isn't the 2000 and. This isn't the, the Golden State Warriors. Or 2001 right? Lakers, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. This team is not invincible. I think uh, there's a chance that some of these contenders in the West could knock them off. But, I mean, we've, we've also pointed out the flaws in every other team, so why wouldn't we point it out in the Lakers too? But uh, I just I just don't think that. I know you said it probably it sounds like they're going to double up, but I'm not ready to crown them yet, bro. I'm not ready to crown them at all, especially with the – Type of uh, teams that have been built in the Eastern Conference, uh, then I think w- no matter what, the finals this year is going to be much more competitive than the finals last year. Oh, no definitely. Matter well, yeah, because like we like we said from the top, the Eastern Conference has changed. You know, everyone's going to be thinking, well, yeah, he had LeBron, yeah, now he has Kawhi, but I mean, those are two completely different leaders, right? I mean, I, I think what happened in Cleveland clearly worked because of the relationships and because he clearly had. Uh, control of that room and everyone's respect but I mean not to say that these guys are looking at Ty Lue and they don't respect him just because he won a championship with LeBron I mean obviously he's a respected coach in his own right but I, I'm with you it's a new voice it's going to be I don't know if the transition is going to be as smooth as, as when he took over in Cleveland because everyone in Cleveland knew who he was already he was an assistant right. who took over that's a completely different transition as opposed to this where it's like this huge explosion happened where, you know, Doc left and people are pointing fingers now. Paul George is like, well, you know, I didn't like the way he used me, yada, yada, yada. I think it adds a little more pressure to the situation, especially with the roster looking the way it does. I don't know if it's quite up there in comparison to the Lakers, whereas last year it was without question. Everyone's like, man, this Clippers team is, is the deepest team in the league. So things change a bit. But with that change, adds even extra pressure onto Ty Lue to make this whole thing work. All right, bro, I gotta, I'm just going to throw this out there. I know this is your boy, but do you think there's any correlation where wherever Marcus Morris goes is a toxic situation? Um, no, because I feel like the last two situations were like on the edge of being toxic and he just came in like, hey, what's up, guys? And then boom, toxic. It was like, you know, it's like right before... (laughs) It's like right before the 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 the, the, the light, but the the fire is gonna f- it's, it's flickering, and you're thinking it's, it's gonna go on, it's gonna go out. He comes in, and boom, it's it's shining. So the same thing happened with the he's Clippers. The, so he's the he's the gasoline pouring on a smoldering fire. That, that that's the way I see it. Yeah, because he's just gonna that's the that's the way he plays, and that's his attitude. And I feel like it's just sort of like I, I don't know if he's the one that the driving force. You know, like he came in 
Boston and the Kyrie situation pans, you know, the injuries and the young the youngins playing the way they played, and then the following year everyone comes back and then Marcus Morris comes back. You know what I mean? It's like the seeds had already been planted. Yeah, yeah. I'm, okay, we can call it a coincidence. Chop it up as a coincidence, but I'll keep my eye on it. Now but but I, I'll on. say this: I'll say this much though. Marcus Morris is the type of motherfucker that can average twenty twenty two points, and your team's losing all those games. You know what I mean? It's like, not, <laughs> and, and it's not because it's, it's his fault, but he's just gonna ball out regardless of the situation. Like, yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. It seems like that's turning into a toxic situation. Maybe Steve Ballmer needs to step in, bro. Maybe Ballmer. Maybe it's Ballmer time out in L.A. Have him run the freaking team. Have him sit down with... Uh, yeah, honestly, it's, it's not a bad voice, you know, to really slap some heads around and, and, and talk about maybe, a guy who's been through it, you know, with this damn team. Maybe he can... Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, damn it, I went from Sterling to, <laughs> to fucking... Now I gotta deal with this about yeah. He's like, guys, do you want me to like have a heart attack? No? Then come on, let's do this, guys. No. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm fucking invested here, alright? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like it's Steve Bomber. Maybe he should have one of those like uh like season opening like uh stand up things at Microsoft and like the big tech companies do when they have like a new product and he can like walk around, get everyone all hyped up to the Rolling Stones and shit. <laughs> Like a TED Talk? Yeah, like a fucking TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking like a fucking Apple release party. You know what I mean? <laughs> like fucking yeah, come on Kawhi, you know you wanna score the basketball. Come on. <laughs> Get him all jacked up before every game, bro. There you go. That's that's what he does. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> I really wouldn't. Whatever it takes for that, that's maybe it. that's why everyone leaves LA. Just does do that. Doc's like, all right, fucking enough, Steve. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> He's like, I'm trying to run the pick and roll. <laughs> and you're over here asking me what song I should put on the playlist. I don't care. Oh, man. All right, who you got next? Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, this is painful, bro. This is very painful. But, you know. I do have the Nuggets at number two, and then I got the Lakers at number one. Very painful for me to do that. Why is that so painful? Because it's fucking LeBron James, and it's the fucking Lakers, and they won the championship. Yeah, but and bro, they got AD. Have so you that painful? Have you? Can you remember a recent champion that looks even more reloaded than they did before? Like I can't think of one in recent history that has read up the way the fucking Lakers have read up. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, Man, ridiculous. like who didn't they sign, or, or or what areas did they not address? Yeah. It's crazy. No, it doesn't make any fucking sense. I mean, it sucks. It sucks because you know we're gonna have they're they're going to be back in it now. They're going to the finals. They're going to the finals. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There are some question marks, and I, I'd really like to point poke holes in it. But you know, Marcus all, uh, you know, Dennis Schroeder is obviously a huge fucking upgrade. Uh, yeah, I'm not even looking at Marcus Saul, bro. That's just you know what that is. You remember the Big Three era, bro? That's just um, that's just the old man trying to get a, a ring at the end, bro. You know, a la fucking Shaquille O'Neal and Michael Finley and all those. You know, I, I'm not I'm not talking about that, bro. I'm talking about uh, Schroeder. What an upgrade from from Ray John Rondo. You know? Oh, I mean, it's basically like Rondo Junior. That's his nickname, Rondo Junior. He's always he looks up to Rondo. Yeah, he's modeled he's his just, game after him, right? Yeah, you just you know, add a better shooting Ronda, which is, you know, that's an upgrade. You'll see, hopefully, a little ex- Alex Caruso, even though I doubt it, because they fucking love that dude <laughs> over there. They love that dude over there. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, he's, like, that, if, he's like if Scow was a shooter. I really wanted to put the Nuggets ahead of them. I really wanted to, but I couldn't do it. Good for you, Sean. I'm glad. I fucking proud show of you, restraint, bro. all right? And I never do. I never show <laughs> I don't know why, but it freaking drives me crazy whenever Wesley Matthews makes a three-pointer and does that fucking bow and arrow thing. Yeah, because that's been redone a lot, right? And like, he, who's, he keeps doing it, and it's just like, yeah. why is this a thing? Like, like now it's going to become even a bigger thing because he's in fucking L.A. now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everyone in crowds will be doing it. Oh, get the bow and arrow, bro. I Where, think... Where's Jeremy Renner, bro? Get 
get him on the fucking big truck. I'm the arrow guy. You do the arrow thing too. I think I think no matter what, we'll see fans in the playoffs. That's my that's my prediction. Yeah, in the playoffs, at least in the playoffs. I think I think there's gonna be fans. I think there's gonna be fans this year, unless this crazy UK thing is fucking happening. This is ridiculous. Did you hear about that shit? No. Uh, don't even fucking listen. Don't even don't even read nothing. Just do. Live, keep living your life. I I read about it today. And I want to whatever, bro. Just keep living your life. Don't, All right. don't even look at it. All right, I'm taking your word for it. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, yeah. Good. Good. But yeah, hopefully they'll be fans. You know? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> sort of shooting to do something with fans starting in uh and i think they said by like march or something like that so we'll see yeah yeah they talked about what when the second half of the, of the schedule is released but, yeah but i honestly think i honestly think the first team that's gonna have stands uh stands in the fans no stands <laughs> in the stands is gonna be the socks bro because it's outside dude. you know what i mean like, right. uh, so i think that'll be the test run and then yeah we'll see about playoff basketball but obviously in fucking Florida, they don't give a shit. Fucking watched the Tampa Bay game the other day. There was thousands of fans there. Nashville has like twenty to 50,000 fans in this dance every every game. So I don't, I don't know. It is what it is. But uh, that's my top That's my top five, bro. Your top five. Go, 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 go. <laughs> top five, top five, top five. All right. Five. Golden State Warriors. Um, it's not. Clay Thompson, but I do think Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre and a very, very, very motivated uh, me against the rest of the league, Steph Curry. I think that's going to be enough for these guys to, to, to grab the fifth seed. Um, don't forget Draymond Green. Um, he plays a huge part in this. I don't know if they're just being extra precautious with his foot, but I'm, I'm getting a little worried. I'm getting a little worried because he hasn't. They, they're, it's a great chance he's not going to start the season, which isn't a good thing. And uh, he hasn't been on the floor. So um, I'm hoping that we'll see him on the floor at some point in the beginning of January and, and that they're just taking taking their time with him because he's going to be big, obviously. Um, he's a big part of this team, their identity, and uh, he's going to have to score, you know. And, and I think with Steph Curry, he puts him in a great position to do that, and that's a big reason why he was unable to do it last season when Steph Curry was out for the year. You know, that's when you get seven points a game, Draymond, as opposed to 13-14 and a couple of three points a night. So... Um, I got them as fifth, number four. I, I got the Clippers at number four. I, I'm with you, Sean. You know this isn't this, this team isn't as dangerous as they as they used to be one year ago. Uh, the continuity, the chemistry, they're gonna have to sort of uh, rework things here with their new brand head head coach in Ty Lu. Um, but they still got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So Paul George gonna have saying. to Paul George gonna have to you know. Walk the walk here. You know, you said all that stuff about Doc. You're saying that, okay, well, Ty Lu is your, I'm guessing, coach of choice. I don't think this was a, a guy that the Clippers threw on the team. I think this was a, this was discussed when that they were, when they moved on from Doc Rivers. So, yeah, uh, this, this is their time to prove it. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what that culture is like. And Lou Williams and, and all those veterans, if they're able to get it together and, and, and make a run to the, to the NBA finals. Um, well, that's the thing. They do have veterans. So, like, if they do, if they do, there won't be lacking veteran leadership, but it's almost like, do you have too many voices there? You know right, I mean? right. But I at mean, least with veteran leadership, you're thinking to yourself, okay, there's a better chance that they just say, they snap out of it and they just, yeah. they find this stride in the middle of the season and then they're off to the races. So I could see yeah. that happening. Unless uh, they all get old all of a sudden. I mean, when does Lou Williams get old? I don't know. If that is ever going to happen, <laughs> yeah, <but we'll> right? <laughs> One year he's going to go in like balling out at like age 42 and then the, the drop off is going to happen and that's, that's it. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So what happens with guards yeah. in the NBA? Just, just it's inevitable, you know. Yeah, uh, he's that up there. First step, bro, because he eats too many wings, kid. <laughs> that weighs that that ruins his. Uh, before this whole thing happened, there he was on a strict, strict diet that we didn't know about. Imagine. Yeah, and then he goes to Magic City once. <laughs> don't stop out that. Don't stop. Change his life. Yeah, I just just was stopping. It wasn't even for me, but then he's like, then he's like, damn, right now if I'm getting blamed for it, I might as well eat it, you know. And then well, now he's got it copyrighted, his own yeah. wing flavor. <laughs> All right, number three, I got the Utah Jazz, bro. You're sleeping that's, on that's that's crazy to me. Bogdanovich is back. I think that's big. Um, the worst Bogdanovich. What's that? The lesser of the two Bogdanoviches. Is he? He's the better one. What do you mean? No, he's not the better one now. He used to be the better one, but 
fantastic. The one on the Hawks is the better Bogdanovich now, bro. You think? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do think. And they're not even related, bro. So did you know that? They're yeah. not even related. Yeah, I know. Bro, this dude put up 19 last year. Well, the year before, I guess. Anyways, I yeah. like his shooting because it stretches the floor for Donovan Mitchell to ball out the way he did in the playoffs. Um, what a heartbreaking finish, obviously, to blow a 3-1 lead isn't ideal. But um, I think they got to work through this. I don't know if the Gobert thing is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a legit thing to bring up. Sean I sort of overlooked it in a way. I almost feel like that relationship... Um, never went back to the way it was or maybe it was never really that close to begin with i think that's a part of this that people overlook maybe these two just wasn't close to begin with and then this was sort of like okay i'm definitely not fucking with this dude anymore you know yeah. like maybe that's the case and then the bubble just made it worse because you just you're, you're forced to spend all this extra time with each other but um bro i got a, i got an idea of what happened bro i think i think that he fucking the mitch was probably like yo rudy stop fucking around bro like stop fucking around and then he probably, like he did with the people's phones, he just like went into Donovan's face and probably like blew at him or something. Or fucking, <laughs> shut you the know, hell up! Why am I giving? On it, why am I giving this airtime? This is bullshit. You're just making stuff up. Tossed <laughs> on his jersey or some shit and was like, "See, bro, no big deal." <laughs> and next thing you know, Donovan's got Donovan's got COVID and bang, they hate each other. Maybe. Well, they better figure it out because this team is too talented to. Uh, to not uh, try to get on the same page and, and make a run to the finals, man. Because yeah, I don't know, I man. What, what, are any of these teams going to beat the Lakers? Are any of them? I mean, Clippers have a shot. Yeah, I think the Nuggets have a shot at beating the, the Lakers. The Nuggets probably have the best chance, depending on how, what the Clippers look like. Um, and I think the Mavericks have a shot at beating the Lakers. No, that's that's like, what is it, what, what are we, 2023 already? Like, that's down the road. It's coming soon. <laughs> that's coming soon, though. I'm with you on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, the, the Lakers are just so... Head and shoulders above everyone, but I guess you never know in the best of seven series. And we'll see how the regular season pans out too. But no, I, you I do never like know in the course of a regular season, like oh, you know, it's a couple injuries, a couple of some right. players not living up to their contracts, and then boom, you're you're sitting where you know we've seen this before. Not all the time when people when teams load up on these pieces, do that does it work out? That's true. So. And how much how much uh, LeBron are we realistically going to see throughout the season? You know, is this a year where they just really, really rest him? You know, and I think it's a good chance that 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 happens. Well, that's why I almost put the Nuggets ahead of them, but I decided to say, okay, let me just uh, let me just do the the regular thing. No, I you guess. thought you, well, you thought about Anthony Davis too. So come on, yeah. All right, so number two, I got the Nuggets um, in the best of seven series. Like toe to toe, like I, I like I like that matchup for them. I, I think they're again them and the Clippers. They're the only ones right now, at least I can see realistically um, beating the Lakers in the best of seven series. But they're such an underdog that it's almost by a mile. That it's almost like man, like if no team comes out of the East that's strong enough to beat the Lakers, they, they we might be looking at a back to back here. Yeah, uh, um, I mean it, it 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 does go up to Denver to to be the team that comes out of the the West, I think, realistically. You know, it depends. If if big things happen in Dallas, I do think they have enough firepower and sort of can match up against them. Obviously, in L.A., too, that was the matchup that we never really got to never really got to see last year, you know? Uh, that that was that was what everyone said would be the, the Western Conference Finals last year, right? Right. Yeah, because the Lakers, the Lakers got that nice... Cozy ride straight to the NBA Finals. <laughs> they didn't play saying, the Clippers. Didn't That's play. What I'm saying, and I get so, it. It's not their fault, right? It's not their fault. No, so it's but. not their fault. It's not their fault. But so this is the thing too. Did they? Did the Lakers get better this year? Yeah. But when when you like you just admitted, and I didn't bring it up intentionally because I didn't want to sound like a, you know. I'm surprised you didn't leave with it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I had thought about it, but I'm just saying it was a bubble championship. Okay. And they whoa, beat whoa, the Miami whoa, whoa, whoa. Heat. That's not what I mean, though. You know what I mean, right? I'm talking about the route. I'm not saying. The... I get it. They oh, beat the okay. Miami Heat. They okay. beat the Nuggets. They avoided. They beat the Ro- they beat the Rockets, right? Yeah. So yeah. that team was imploding. Yeah. Like, and they they had one legitimate, uh, one legitimate matchup in that entire thing. Like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. My bad. The Nuggets and the Clippers. That's it. And I don't feel great about it, but. Yeah, those are the two likeliest of 
opponents that could knock off the Lakers and head to the finals. Mavericks, kid. Don't forget the Mavs. Not yet, bro. Not yet. All right, but let me ask you this before we uh, before we look ahead. Um, if the Miami Heat were completely healthy, you think they could have won it all? Or at least forced Game 7? Yeah. The way they were playing? Yeah, I do. I do. They I could go that- back. You could always go back. Like I, I wouldn't be. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if they knock off the the Nets. Would you be shocked? I mean, no. they're just sort of that team. You had contract Dragic. Contract Dragic was huge. Trying to earn uh, play for a contract, bro. He wouldn't have even come. Drag. Dra- <laughs> That's fucked up. Yes, he would have. No. Dra- so now that Dragic. he got paid, he's gonna he's just gonna milk it. What? Uh, I mean, I don't know. He's injury. He's an injury prone prone point guard that has underperformed his whole entire time in uh, Miami except for two years. And I don't know. I just – I I don't think he can do it again this year. I think you've got the perfect situation for a guy like Dragic that was able to say, okay, I legit have two weeks of – two months of basketball to, you know, perform and get paid. Why mm-hmm. not? Yeah. You know, uh, so I just have a hard time. He was, he was such an important part of that team. Uh, Bam – you know how how healthy is he? How healthy is he going to be going into the season? And then how how is Jimmy Butler going to be able to start the season from start to finish uh, after he put up all those minutes in the postseason? I mean, that guy was basically playing forty plus minutes a night, right. you know, for every other day. Yeah, that that'll that'll take a toll on you. And they've had a they've had a month off, and but now you're jumping right back into the season. There's no real off season for these guys, so. Uh, I, I do think that there's going to be. I think this year it's going to be a lot harder for the Heat to get back. Uh, that's why I had them ranked so low in my top top uh, five for the Eastern Conference. So. Yeah, yeah. You talked about that last episode. Yeah, bro. Check out that last episode, bro. Pretty good. <laughs> All right, let's get let's let's get it going. Let's do it. The Celtics, the 2020-21 season starts today. Let's look ahead. Let's see what the schedule says. Who are they hey. playing? Looking ahead, looking ahead. That's all I got, bro. I got <laughs> yo, are you serious? Uh, <laughs> I was uh, like, yo, this is a great start. Looking at it, looking at it. I, I was into it. Yo, that's it. That's I mean. No, I'm bro, thinking. You know, I'm thinking the one from when I was in LA. Uh, you and Joel, man, that was that was epic, bro. Bro, I was in an Uber on my way to the Staples Center, laughing my ass off, and you were like. <laughs> Yeah, bro. I'm about to yeah, fish that one out. Jo- Joel's like, honestly, Joel's like the creative wheel, uh, you know, to the to our band's, pro- you know, uh, production. Yeah. Like without without him, you know, get me riled up. I just don't have enough to sing to distract. I don't have the urge, bro. You know. <laughs> True. Plus, we're not all in the studio staring at you. I think that that helps too. Oh, we looking ahead, and everybody's looking at it, looking ahead. Looking ahead. Crack one for you. Crack one for your team, kid. Ah, <laughs> uh, we're looking ahead. All right, here we go. Uh, Celtics tonight, seven thirty at the TD Garden, kid. There, it's going to be a packed house. Celtics looking to you know really show up for the home fans. Yeah, speaking of that. Did we forget how valuable that is for this for this young team? I mean, I shouldn't just say because they're young, but for this team, let's just say team, right? Is there a chance that that's going to be a legit like disadvantage for these guys? Do they did they lean on that too heavily last season? Because they did they did crawl out of a lot of games at home last season compared to other teams in the East. You know, they had a better winning percentage on the road, so maybe it doesn't matter that much. Yeah, I think I think the Celtics um, they played well at home, but. Yeah, they, their their road record was nothing to sneeze at, too. I think they're just a good team, and I don't think I think they're a level headed team, so I don't think it really affects them that much. I do think you know that was one of the re- reasons when you look at like a team like I don't know Milwaukee that really needed to feed off their yeah. home crowd and really yeah. and Philly who really struggled on the road, um, you know, and and was was almost nearly unbeatable at home because of their crowd. That those type of teams will struggle, but. Travel is going to be involved. There's going to be COVID restrictions. It's going to be, I think we're going to see a lot more of a grind than it was almost at the bubble. Yes, they get to see their family, but still, like, now you have to travel. Now you can't go out when you travel. You have to stay in the hotel. You have to, you know, you have to 
be, you know, it's just going to be very different than I think what they got accustomed to with the bubble and then um, what they've been accustomed to their entire career. So I don't know. It'll be, uh, I don't know who, how's it going to affect what teams, what way, but. You know. All right, I'm just trying to get some some sort of advantage for this team, you know, or, or at least try to look at things uh, differently because bro, it's uh, all about level. It's going to be hard for them to fucking win games in the in the beginning, Sean. I'm telling you. So no, you got to trying to see to open it up against the the third best team in the in the in the Eastern Conference, the Milwaukee Bucks. So uh, yeah, I, Celtics Bucks. I kind of like their chances for this one. Yeah, uh, I the Celtics have a lot to prove in this first couple games. It's almost a good thing they lost their preseason and everyone's sort of doubting them right now. Uh, I think they got a lot to prove. They're going to come out swinging. You get Tristan, we get our first look at Tristan Thompson and how he plays into this role, uh, the, the, the Celtics rotation. We'll get our first look at Drew Holiday in a Bucks uniform. Uh, so that's it. Celtics Bucks, huge opening night. Um, a lot of changes on these teams. We'll see uh, no Kemba, no Kemba stretch. We're in the no Kemba stretch. I'm not going to bring him up every game. No Kemba. Uh, so that's it. Opening night. Happy that it's back. Damn happy it's back, bro. All right, who we got next? Nets. Christmas. 5 p.m. Hold that L. Hold it up high with pride. Listen. Sway. (laughs) Sway. Christmas Day. I've turned heel, Sean. I've turned heel. Yo, you are really the NWO, huh? Forget (laughs) the Warriors, bro. That's you. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna come in with the. I'm gonna come in with the with the shirt and everything, and then and then every time I I, I spit some hot take, the the camera's gonna go black and white, bro. That's how it's gonna <laughs> yeah, you should wear it. Wear it on your next CLS appearance, bro. Ready a W L shirt. Just become a dick. Just wear sunglasses and stuff too. I'm just gonna fuck with it before they release it, and they're gonna be like, "Yo, who? I didn't even know you could turn this into black and white. Like, who did this? Is this a filter? It's a fucking filter." Just change it like right when you're about to say something about the lose, bro. There you go. <laughs> uh, no, Celtics Nets, 5 p.m. That's primetime Christmas. That's primetime Christmas schedule. That's a great that's a great Christmas schedule. Last year we great were at time. 12 p.m. Last year last year at the 12 p.m. mark, and I always get too wasted on Christmas when we play at 12. So yeah, I'm, I'm, usually, I'm usually still drinking my coffee by 12. Jeez. Well, you know, when the Celtics play on Christmas Day at 12, I normally will say, hey, that's a great excuse and ever to pop one open. You know, not For that breakfast. I need too many right. of those. Yeah. 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 Not that I need too many. And also, you've got you to gotta remember, too, bro, I don't sleep in on Christmas no more. I'm up at 6 a.m. I'm oh, going to be up all night building presents. This is the first year. That's like an extra really... four hours I didn't account for. That's true. Yeah, bro. Geez, so I'm like ready. You're to... slimming. You're slimming your coffee at like 6. My my uh, Dude, I don't. I have to build some shit this year. Like the stuff that I bought, I'm like, I'm not gonna have him open a box and then have like this giant like a hundred piece race car set thing. I was like, I gotta build it. I'm gonna build it on Christmas Eve. It's gonna be crazy, man. So I'm going ape shit on Christmas Eve. Come on over if you want, bro. Sounds like some shit. I'm down. All right. Uh, so so that's it. Celtics Nets uh, on Christmas Day, 5 p.m. The rematch, all right, and then uh, then last uh, but not least, Celtics Pacers, first night of a sort of back-to-back. Oh, see, here it comes. Here it comes. It's going to be it's gonna be a handful of these, uh, the first half of the season, where it's sort of uh, the, the two-game baseball series, home-and-home, home, you know, stretch I games. sort of like it. I sort of like I it. I sort of like it because chances are you split those, but I sort of don't like it because it's like, eh. Are we going to see a winning streak for the Celtics team? Like a significant one? Six games? Something like that? Come on. I don't I don't think you split them. I think it helps you out because I think if you catch the Pacers at a time where, the, you know, then like I don't think the Pacers are going to get out to a hot start this season. Uh, you catch them early. Boom. Back to back. That, that yeah, that works in your favor because it's early. That's true. Pacers, yeah, Pacers think, are a big question mark. Yeah, they're a big question mark. So if but, you can get but, but these other ones, you got you got Philly, you got Brooklyn, you know, like down the road. Hey, 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 yeah. well, 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 come on. We're just looking ahead a little bit today, all right? We're not looking ahead that far. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Swipe. You know? You okay? Oh, man. All right, so Bucks, Nets, Pacers. So the thing that I don't like about this schedule, though, is the fact that we're we're in Boston. We're staying in Boston for the Bucks and Nets. Then you fly to Indiana. And then you fly back to Boston. 
Oh wait, are they no. both in Indiana? No, they're both in Indiana. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, oh shit, to limit just... to limit travel, that's what the NBA is doing. All these te- a lot of these teams are having back to backs or or uh, two games one city. And mm, I'm telling you, I understand when you're playing that, a team that, that's, that's closer a to your moment. when you're playing a team that's closer to your to your talent level, more more, t- more times than not, you're gonna you're gonna split those. You know. That'll be an interesting little curveball here. See, I didn't, I didn't see that. I figured it was a home and home, but it's in a way, in a way. Oh, excuse me, way, in a way. Yeah, that's right. All right, we'll see. Uh, okay, cool. Well, it will be uh, home and home, some in some instances, but not this one. Yes, yes. So it looks like the Celtics are in another away in a way. Well, get ahead of myself. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Easy, oh, sorry, I know it's tempting, right? It's tempting. I got you. Uh, it's very tempting just to scroll down. Oh, don't do it. All right. Uh, <laughs> what we got? What we got? First one of the of the season. First week. Hi, right, bro. You go first. Two and two. You know what? They might both happen in Indiana. If not, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say they 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 steal one. They steal one from Milwaukee to start the season. If not. Back-to-back wins in Indy, 2-2. Two and two. All right, well, uh, I think you're crazy, and I think they're going to come out guns blazing, and 4-0, baby. 4-0. <laughs> Yo, you are insane. <laughs> no, I, I think there's a revenge factor with the Nets, and the Celtics have owned the Bucks. Oh, yeah, because I mean, the, yeah, the, the last six days, these guys haven't been able to sleep because of what Durant and Irving did. I, I don't. I, I know for a fact Brad Stevens has been able to sleep, and he's been. And Tatum probably the same way. And like we just got smacked, and everyone's talking shit. We can't. Are we a top three, three team? Of course we're a top three team. They're gonna come out, and they're gonna. They're gonna. Where's my sage? They're, they're gonna make a. They're gonna make a statement game, and yeah, don't think that Kyrie Irving is gonna be able to bring sage in, in on Christmas Day, bro. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. There, there's there, there's not none of those none of those tactics are gonna work. So. I think that that game's more of a lock than the Bucks game, but the Celtics have already have always played really well on opening night against the Bucks or early in the season against the Bucks. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that. And I just think the Pacers are a joke this year, and they're probably not even gonna make the playoffs. So that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it, Sway. I still say Kyrie's gonna smudge and it's gonna mess up the score, man. I'm telling you, smudging, smudging is the new. Uh, the new kryptonite at, the, at TD Garden Room. What the fuck is smudging? <laughs> That's what it's called, I guess. When you when you sage, I guess they call it smudging. Is the uh, is the correct uh, verb? <laughs> Bro, you know, right? They used to get, you see what Kyrie get, makes us do? You see? They used to get mad at Red. And didn't let Red smoke his cigars in his own fucking building. <laughs> and they let Kyrie Irving in the building. With Sage and let him Yo, walk I'm surprised. I, I'm surprised you didn't. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. They used to get this him hard time. It's absolutely bullshit. And if they let it happen again, like they, like I want Danny Ainge to just to have security tackle him and just be like, oh, "We thought you were trying to set the place on fire, bro. We don't know your mental state." <laughs> like I want that to happen. I do want that to happen. And then him try to sue. And then they'll be like, "Listen." We don't let anybody bring a lighter into this place, never mind Sage Yo, lighting chances, Sage on fire. Chances this are song. they're going to freaking laugh it off and start hugging and, and freaking share a moment because all of a sudden Danny Age and I guess Jalen and, and, and the players, well, especially just specifically zeroing in on Danny Age, I guess he really, really misses Kyrie because, man, I've never seen this dude so happy to see someone. You would have thought he was talking to KG, man. Motherfucker. They better not <laughs> let him do that shit no more. They better not let him do that shit. Or you know what? I'm going to have to take one for the team. I'm gonna get hired as TD Garden security, and then next time he comes in, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll take the sage away. I think you should make a science. There's no smudging. No, no smudging. Cigars only. <laughs> yeah, cigars only. Oh man! All right, we're up out of here. We'll see. He says four and zero. I say two and two. I tell you this much though. Next week we'll have Joel back. All right, no, this two man crew is done. Yeah, two live crew, bro. We're gonna um. We're gonna we're gonna do one we're gonna do one last episode before the before we bring in the new year. So it's really yeah. perfect. We'll, we'll recap what a year twenty twenty was, and uh, maybe we'll have some interesting Joel stories to share. I don't know, oh. but we'll see. Oh yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but if you haven't already, head over to patreon.com slash causeway and subscribe. Uh, we're giving away this jersey. We're picking the name this week, so this is your Yeah, we're giving away a jersey. This is your last, last, last chance. Uh, I'm gonna pick a name, uh, 
So you subscribe, uh, your name is automatically entered. We pick a ra- we'll pick a name out of the raffle, and the winner gets a brand new Celtics jersey of your choice. It's that simple. Uh, of course, you already know. Follow us on all social media platforms at Causeway Street. Uh, check us out at CausewayStreet.com. It is opening week, so we, of course we got plenty of content. And uh, what? What's this? Two episodes in one week. Got a third one coming up, man. We're spoiling you guys. It's, yeah, it's because it's premiere week, right? I mean, it's opening week, right? That's why. Right? It's really... Oh yeah, we're we got work. The, the reason why is because we're dialed the fuck in this year. We are getting ready right. for the best year of Godspeed. Hell yeah! So stay tuned. Strap in. We'll see y'all next week. Strap off. Uh...